For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. Today we are continuing our tight end discussion shows. The two guys that we're going to be evaluating, Oklahoma, previous Oklahoma, now South Carolina tight end, Austin Stogner, and then Alabama tight end, Cameron Latu. Ryan, this is a really interesting pairing of guys that we're going through today because one, not a very good blocker, really good hands. The other... A little bit of the opposite, much better of a blocker. We're going to get into all that. But it's funny trying to evaluate both these players because they really didn't get a whole lot of targets this past season. Not, not a ton, but I, I feel like for the most part, especially with Latu, I think he did the most with his targets, right? Like he had over 400 yards this past year. Is, is only Which his is first year nuts. as a – Yeah, <laughs> and only in his first year as a full-time contributor at tight ends. I know he had obviously made the transition before this, but – it was Jaleel Billingsley's show going into the season, and it quickly became the Cameron Latu show at tight end. Mm-hmm. So interesting players because both of them, the reason that we kind of grouped these ones together is that they're both bigger type of players, right? Like Latu's about 6'5", 250 pounds. Stogner's massive, man. He's like 6'6", 260, and it's a legitimate like 260-plus pounds. So interesting players, both for very different reasons. And I'm, I'm going to look forward, man, because we have one in Stogner that's going to have a new destination new school to, to end his career at in South Carolina. And the other is going to be going into the season as the guy, undoubtedly. So very interesting to monitor both these players, in my opinion. Well, certainly going to be an interesting discussion, Ryan, because of the size of these two players and the very different profiles that they provide. Before we get to that conversation, I do want to tell our listeners about today's sponsor. That being Bet Online, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ryan, let's start talking about Cam Latu from Alabama, who didn't really get a whole lot of targets. And as I told you previously, when I was I was evaluating the receivers, I, I tried to look for games where guys had good production and then maybe weaker production. And it's kind of hard to do that for Cam Latu <laughs> because there were a lot of games where he had like one catch for 15 yards. But he did have a few strong performances where he had you know, three for 60, things like that. The one thing that you pointed out to me, though, with Latu is that this is a former outside linebacker. This is a former edge rusher. And it's mm-hmm. after 
told me that and I re-verified it before we started recording. The one thing I wrote down in my notes is that he plays tight end like he used to be a defensive end. He's aggressive. He just moves like a defensive end. Do you, do you kind of get that same sense or does that make any sense what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'd say, you know, he is a guy that's 6'5", 250 pounds. It's kind of just outgrown that outside linebacker position, you know, a little bit. And I think you see that with the effort in the run game. You know, I don't think his aiming points are great. I don't think that it's consistent, but he has outstanding effort. And then maybe his best sell, Joe, to kind of to the aggressiveness and physicality side of the things is after the catch. I mean, the kid can break yeah. some tackles and he does a lot of nice stuff with physicality. So, yeah, man, he he's a high upside player, you know, like because he's got easy athletic traits. He just hasn't been doing it a long time. So that's the only question that well, that's the main question that you're going to have with Cameron Latu. Right. The effort's definitely there and you get that play strength as a blocker is noticeable. Yeah. Uh, I saw some times where it looked like he could take guys one on one, which I, I didn't get from all the other tight ends that we've evaluated thus far. Again, that aggressiveness, that push is something that you're looking for in a, in a tight end that can block. And I, I do really like the upside. And part of me now wonders, with Jaleel Billingsley gone, is he able to step into a more effective role? Because they kept trying to rotate the two of them. I didn't think Billingsley really fit their offense. I didn't think he made, made a whole lot of sense because of how much they like to run the football. I think Latu fits a lot better. And with no Billingsley, it's going to open the door for him potentially to have a, a bigger year this upcoming season. I, I think what it really gives to Latu is the fact that together, Latu and Billingsley, Latu is more of the inline guy, while Billingsley is going to be kind of that big slot right. detached player. That Evan Ingram type. Exactly. Without Billingsley in the building, maybe let Latu do a little bit more. Because I, I, I saw some flashes where Latu was lined up in the slot and, and kind of aligned as a as a more of a flexed out wide receiver, but you didn't see it a ton because he was the better blocker, obviously he has a bigger frame and he has more potential in the run game. But I wonder now, barring there being another tight end that's ready to be in, you know, 12 personnel type of situations, 13 personnel situations, if they have dudes that are ready to kind of get into that conversation, I wonder if Latu becomes more of a move piece at tight end, which I don't know if you agree with this, Joe, but I thought athletically sufficient everywhere, man. Like I thought he Moved well in a straight line. I'd say he's plus in a straight line. I'd say his flex flexibility was good, you know, mm -hmm. to, solid to good in, in that respect. So I think there's upside down the line as a route runner. He's definitely winning more off of natural ability right now since he hasn't been playing it that long. But I think there's upside as a route runner. And I think that he has natural ability as a passing game, as a player in the passing game. So I look at him and say, Maybe you're a guy that can play in the slot a little bit. Maybe you're a guy that can play more of an H-back role. Maybe you're a guy that can play in line. Maybe you could do all of the above. And if he can, and he because last year he had, what, like 26 catches and 400-something yards on so not a ton of targets. If you take that in a more expanded role, this guy could be near the top of the class. Like I think he has that much natural ability, to be honest with you. Yeah, I almost thought I was being a little bit generous by putting in my notes that I, I thought that his release was very nice. He got off the ball pretty quick. He gets up field pretty good for a player of his size being a, a 250 roughly ish pound tight end. Yep. I, I thought I was being generous when I was putting that stuff down. So it's interesting to, to hear that you agreed with me on, on that sense. Again, he, he has that twitchiness a little bit that you would get from an edge rusher who was previously a top edge rusher recruit. And it's interesting that now he steps into this offensive role. And I really do believe, and I agree with you, 
Ryan, with such limited experience at the position to put up the production that he did in an offense that was reliant on running backs, was reliant on John Mechie and Jamison Williams. He was uh, not even a tertiary option. He was the like the fourth option on this team. Right. I think now Bill O'Brien, hopefully being smart enough and not trying to do the ham-fisted approach of bringing in Billingsley when he wanted to stretch the field a little bit more or when he wanted knew he wanted to get him the football. I think now with that off of his plate and trying to and maybe that was part of the reason why there was a disagreement between Billingsley and the coaching staff is that they were trying to appease him. Now with that out of the locker room, you've got a guy like Latu who is going to set the tone as a blocker for your tight end group, a guy who seems to be a little bit more selfless than Billingsley. That, to me, I think will set up for ultimate success for him this upcoming season. I certainly agree. The, the upside is there for a, a guy who has not been playing the position that long. Yeah, no, I, I think you can make an argument that he may have the most untapped upside in the class. I'm not saying he has the highest upside, but from what he is now to what he could be, I think that that's the biggest kind of ascension that a player can make in this class. I just had a little nugget, Joe, that I looked up mm -hmm. earlier. At Alabama's Pro Day this past year for the draft eligible players, they had some juniors work out, and Latu was one of them. He ran 4.62 at 240-something wow. pounds. Like, he can move, man. I'm telling you. I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know why, but I wouldn't have guessed a 4.62. I, I thought he was quick, a quick mover, but I always try to, 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 to calm myself when I see somebody move <laughs> well and, and assume that they're slower than they look. But that's pretty yeah. good. No, it's good, man, and that, that makes a lot of sense why he's such a good player after catch because there's physicality to him too, but he slips a lot of tackles because I think that he's just a really good linear player, right? And I think I think the quickness is okay, man. Like, I think you can get away – I think you can – I think that you can work with what he has as an athlete in short areas, right? So, yes, I I think there's a lot of upside with Latu. The much better athlete out of the two guys we're talking about today, in my opinion. Yes. Here's the one tricky thing with Latu that I, I need to see what he does this upcoming year before I can really be super high on him. I like him better than Stogner, which we're going to get to in a second, obviously. He has so few targets and so few catches. Like I, I can't properly evaluate his hands. It's, it's, like, it's hard to properly evaluate how good he is catching the football because he just wasn't getting the ball. It feels weird trying to make a statement like his hands are good or his hands are bad. Am I, am I off base by saying that? You're you're not because a lot of his targets are like tight end leaks, like off a of play yeah. action where he's wide open. And right, I get that. Or like little, you know, off a of play action, some some like cross zone action where it's just like little flat routes and stuff. So like, yes, he hasn't been a player that has had to work through contact a ton where you could see the hand strength. I agree with you. That is definitely something that needs to be proven. For what he had, the opportunities he got, he did the most with it. Right, so. That's a positive, but I agree. There's a lot of questions to be answered. He just hasn't played a lot, a lot, and he hasn't had an expanded role until now. So there's a lot of wait and see, but a lot to get excited about as well. Stogner, on the other hand, got a little bit more production, a bit of a step down from his previous season, and maybe that was because of Caleb Williams. But the one thing that you notice with Stogner in the few limited catches that he does have in some of these games the hand strength really pops in his ability to make contested catches. I agree with you. I don't think he is nearly as good of an athlete as as Cam Latu and some limitations. I think that he could actually add maybe even a little bit more weight to his his frame. He, he's a little bit thinner than I was expecting for a player that big. But man, the, the one big, big positive with Stogner 
those hands are strong and the dude can make some really nice contested catches. He might be a guy that if a team wants to bring in a second tight end and just use him as a red zone threat, I think that, that he could be more than capable of doing that. Yeah, he reminds me of Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. Mm. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be the highest on Stogner ever. I will say this, and I think I got kind of – I think people kind of phrase me as being a a uh, a Kohler hater at some points. I'll say this, and it's going to be the same way about Stogner. Stogner's going to play in the NFL. Yeah. I just question what the upside is because, like you said, the frame is massive. I heard he has an 82-and-a-half-inch wingspans too, Joe. So, like, it's just ridiculous catch radius. Velociraptor can, arms. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, he can – Wait, 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 not Velociraptor. No, Velociraptor. Yeah, Raptors are small. Pterodactyl. 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 I don't know my dinosaurs. I I, I was like, wait, (laughs) are you taking the right dinosaur? Next is like T-Rex with the little arms. Sorry, continue. We're not. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, he's got a huge catch radius. He's got very strong hands. He's going to win above the rim. He's going to win through contact. Don't think he's a great athlete. I think he's a little lumbering, to be honest. I think that it's a little slow. I've heard he's actually going to test better than we anticipate. Like, I thought he was like a 4'8 something type of dude. I heard he's running into 4'7s at 260 something pounds. So, not a bad time. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Apparently, he's a pretty good tester. He's got a huge frame. He has a bounce back here, hopefully, this year for South Carolina because the production was not great in 2021, like it was promising in 2020. And probably my biggest quarrel with him, Joe, biggest one, he's 6'6, 260 something pounds, right? This is my same thing with with Kohler. He's not a very good blocker, man. I was just about to say the day. I was waiting for you to finish, and I was going to say he sucks at blocking. He is so underwhelming as a blocker. It, it, yeah. His play strength is is underwhelming, which is the big thing for me. Yeah. But no good hand placement, no good use of leverage. It, it looks like he's a receiver trying to block out there, which is really disappointing for a guy that's that freaking big. So that's that's like yeah. why I can't get bought in a guy like this who who's a catch point possession tight end like that's awesome but if you're going to be that guy you need to be able to block because you're going to be playing in line i i just it i was really disappointed exactly like you are he is not a good blocker yeah and i i think someone some people are going to paint him as a kyle rudolph maybe and maybe he could be that i guess but like rudolph was a pretty was a was a decent block or at he, least above decent now above average blocker he wasn't the best but i mean he's definitely better, better than, than stogner better than stogner there's no doubt about that i it was one of my biggest disappointments that I've watched so far is the blocking. Cause I was like, this kid's 260 something pounds. And I think that there is a leverage deficiency there. I think that he's a tall kid who doesn't play with great pad level and doesn't play with good physicality and doesn't have great aiming points. I did see like one or two flashes on the second level where I was like, okay, maybe there's more there. So I'm going to reserve judgment because maybe he'll take a massive lead at South Carolina, but certainly the 2021 film in Oklahoma was not great. It was left a lot to be desired. It might negatively impact his speed, but I part of me wonders: is this a kid who maybe puts on? I mean, two seventies heavy as hell for a tight end, but like he's yeah. his frame's not that. Like he doesn't look like he's holding that much weight, which is weird. I, I think his core needs to get stronger, and I think he just needs to play with better leverage, right? Like he needs to play with better pad level mm-hmm. physicality and. I think the lower passable. half, the the lower half is the is the bigger concern. And maybe he needs just to redistribute yeah. that weight to his to his, to his ass and his legs because that's how you generate power as a blocker. Yeah, yeah, and I think that there's there's definitely something that needs to happen, whether that's reshaping a body or just the mm. process of how he attacks defenders. Whatever it is, it needs to be better because if you're 
And I mean, Charlie Kohler ended up going in the fourth round. So maybe I'm wrong about this, but like, if you're not a great blocker and you're kind of a lumbering type of dude, who's just a catch point guy, you have a role at the next level, but what's the upside? I don't see upside right now with Austin. Second Stoddard. tight end. Yeah. yeah I, I think he's a second tight end at the next level, which is fine for him. I mean, it's fine. You're going to play football and you're going to make a living. And there's a lot of guys that have been second tight ends in the NFL for a long time that have made a good paycheck. There's zero wrong with that. But for a guy that's 6'6", 260, that has started multiple years at Oklahoma and will be a three-year starter after this season, I just expected a lot more. Like I just thought there was going to be more to Austin Stogner than this. It is pretty obvious, though, that he has a really good relationship with Spencer Rattler and apparently not a very good one with Caleb Williams because, well, hence the reason why he picked South Carolina. I'm sure <laughs> that came into play. And it was, I think he even made like a social post about being paired back up with Rattler and, and the in, impact of that. But his performance when Rattler was the full-time starter the previous year, he had a pretty good season. And then here we are this, uh, this, this previous year in 2021, Caleb Williams takes over. And man, he was just not looking his way. Like there were some times yeah. where he was open and he just was not trying to find him the football. Maybe he said something to Caleb Williams that <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be the starter because he was trying to defend his boy. But like th- that was that was kind of apparent. And I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if if Stogner maybe has like a really productive season with like a lot of touchdowns this year now that he's back with with Spencer Rattler. He's gone into a weird room though, a little bit, right? Because they have yeah. it's gonna Jaheim be weird. Bell. Jaheim Bell, who's not the same type of player, so they could play together. Like Jaheim Bell could just be a big slot and you can just kind of format him like that. But what are the touches gonna look like? Because you have Jaheim Bell, you have Josh Van. There's a couple pass catchers coming back for South Carolina. So I think it's gonna be a little crowded for him, but I anticipate him having a much better season. I mean, he had like less than 200 yards last year. Like it was not great, but there's some positives to his game that we have illustrated a ton. It's just about consistency. I think for an Austin Stogner, I think he could be a really good number two tight end on the next level. Maybe he's a Kyle Rudolph. I need to see a lot more than I saw in 2021 though, to make that assumption. So comparing these guys, Ryan, I I think I actually, I think I I know I'm much higher on, Cam Lot too. I think that the upside is a lot better, especially considering how short he's been. Especially considering how he has not been playing the position that long. That right. to me, give him some more time to learn to play tight end, and all the the variables that we discussed that are no longer in play. He could very well have a very very nice season and maybe push himself. Um, past just around hovering around the top five tight end conversation. Stogner, on the other hand, I think this is a day three guy. Uh, I think the the ceiling for him is exactly what we got with Charlie Kohler. As you said, this is an older player. Uh, This is one who's played a lot more snaps than Latu. We know pretty much what he is going to be um, as a product. How much more is he going to develop because of those physical limitations? Round four is probably his ceiling for, for a prospect like this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, right now, I think Austin Stogner is a, a mid day three type of player. Like, I think he's a fifth to sixth rounder in my books, right? I think Latu, though, if he takes a step forward, I, you could sell me on him sneaking into day two. Like, he could right. be that guy, I think. I, I think that's very possible. I think his football, his best football is ahead of him, in my opinion. I'm not so sure that's the same case with Austin Stogner right now. Would you say that Latu, I haven't watched as many tight ends as, as you have. Would you say mm-hmm. that Latu right now is good enough to be in the top five of the tight ends in this class, or is he still on the outside looking in? 
He's close. I, I mean, because you're going to have Michael Mayer, and then after that, there's a bunch of questions, right? It's like, do you like Josh Wiley from Cincinnati? Are you bought into the upside of a guy like an Eric Gilbert? Is it a guy like a Sam Laporta f- from Iowa? Is it a Darnell Washington from Georgia, even though he has limited opportunities? Is it Jaheim Bell? Is it Jeremy, uh, Benjamin Urasek? I think there's a lot of guys right now, but, I mean, I will say this right now. Leaving this week, I would be surprised if he wasn't a top five tight end for me because I think he has some of the most natural ability in the class. So I don't think it's a stretch. I think that you can make a legitimate argument that he might be a top three tight end in this class right now, just based off upside alone. Yeah. So I, I'm there with you, man. I, I'm I would not fight back against that at all. Yeah, this tight end class continues to be very, very fun. A lot of projection, a lot of upside in some of these guys. We've got another pairing coming your way next, and then Friday. We will be doing our uh, our full evaluation show with Alex as we've been doing, so stay tuned for that. Be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're tuning in, at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, and then Hack City on YouTube or wherever you're getting the audio feed. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. We will be back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.